people send me clips. People send me clips of some of these YouTubian opportunists, so-called life coaches, and I'm seeing some of them quote me verbatim without giving credit to their source. And some of them claim to not even like me. So why are you quoting my material and not referencing me? You obviously watch me. You obviously watch me because too much of my material is coming out of your mouth. It's a whole group. There's at least 12. I think I've counted 12 different YouTubian beta male wannabe life coaches that are out there slandering black women, attacking black women, degrading black women. I count about a dozen. I'm going to call them the dirty dozen of division. The triple D, the dirty dozen of division. There's about 12 members of the dirty dozen of division, 12 beta males, YouTube life coaches who are trying to build a platform by making black women feel bad. I don't like it. I, I, I can't appreciate black men trying to make a dollar off of making black women feel bad. And unfortunately, our black women, some of them are so thirsty for validation that they're participating. They're participating in the attacks and slander against the black female community and that's not acceptable that's not acceptable no black women should ever subject herself even for amusement even for amusement even for amusement the black woman should never subject herself to another man's condemnation and what makes the condemnation so ridiculous for me it's mostly superficial most of the assessment is superficial, brothers and sisters. It's superficial. You weigh too much. You don't have the right body type. You don't have enough education. You don't make enough money. This is European standards. This isn't African. That's not who we are. And black women are subjecting themselves for this because they want a black man so bad to publicly validate them. They're taking a chance at being totally humiliated because they're so thirsty to have a black man publicly validate them. That's why you're doing this, black woman. See, I want you to understand and understand and overstand the same reason you go on these YouTube and beta male so-called life coaching platforms. The same reason you go on these YouTube and beta male so-called life coaching platforms is the same reason you stay in abusive relationships. It's the same reason black women stay in abusive relationships. It's the same reason black women stay. Why do black women stay in a relationship where she's being exploited sexually, emotionally, or financially. Why doesn't the black woman leave? Talk to me, black women. We're talking about the unconscious psychology of abuse of our sisters. We're talking about the unconscious psychology of why black women would rather stay. Because a lot of black women feel that if a man does not validate me, I'm not good enough as a woman. And some of our sister's self-esteem are so low that they will stay with any man just to feel like a woman. That's where this comes from, black woman. That's why I'm working on my For Sisters Only Relationships and Dating book right now. That's why I'm working on my For Sisters Only Relationships and Dating book right now because... I want you sisters to understand what makes you get on YouTube and let a man destroy you like that. What makes you get on YouTube and reveal your private business to an absolute stranger? What makes you get into a relationship and let a man walk all over you? This is that fatherlessness. 
This is that fatherless little girl inside of you that cries out for validation by any means necessary. This is the abused little girl inside of you whose father wasn't there to pour love and pour strength and pour abundance into your soul. And now you're running around looking for validation and you will let the most unqualified and uncertified. You will let the most unqualified and uncertified. You will let the most unqualified and uncertified YouTube and beta male tear you apart in front of your peers because you just hoping that this one time you will get publicly validated and you think that if you get publicly validated if you think that you are get publicly validated, you might feel better about yourself. And I'm here to tell you that the mind loves to play tricks on you. Your mind loves to play tricks on you. Welcome back to another episode of The Edmo Show. So what you guys just heard is Dr. Umar Johnson calling out the beta male YouTubian content creators aka one in particular the uncle kevin samuels see the issue that um dr umar johnson who has descended from or i should say ascended from the taint of hell is that dr umar johnson is very full of himself now, to some of y'all, yeah, the clip that I just played, the little five minutes that I played, it sounds pretty good. You know, it sounds amazing. Dr. Umar Johnson is standing up for black women. Yes, you should not be going on to uh, someone's content and getting destroyed. However, what he does not understand is that and, and you know it's funny he counts 12, but the only one in particular that he's that he's that you can say he's alluding to is the uncle Kevin Samuels. So the Godfather himself. Now, one thing is that Kevin Samuels is not a life coach. People. He said it. Several other people have said it. Kevin Samuels is not a life coach. Additionally, Kevin Samuels is a image consultant, meaning he worries about what you're putting out there physically and what you're putting out there with your presence. So, Dr. Umar Johnson, the black knight himself, coming to sweep black women from the woes of likes of Kevin Samuels and other men who have the gall to check them. One thing that Dr. Umar Johnson does not understand is that we, and for all my white listeners, this is not for you, even though Dr. Umar Johnson will put this at your feet. It is us that are the problem. Black men and black women, we are the we are our own worst enemies in our own communities and our own relationships. And yes, he was right on some aspects because you do have women who are acting off of the the little girl inside of them that was left because they did not have a father pour love into them. But one thing and uh, uh, MTR media tutorial reviews, he he did an awesome cut on this. Where it wasn't just Dr. Umar Johnson, but it was cuts of him, Kevin Samuels, um, you know, other people who are addressing the issues that Dr. Umar Johnson is talking about. See, one thing that Dr. Umar Johnson does is that he calls our black women queens and goddesses with nothing to show for it. However, other people have been saying, like Kevin said, like Kevin Samuels and and um, uh, Shirzad Ali, like uh, they are just saying, like you are not the queens or the goddesses that you think you are, which is true, which is true. And it's funny how Dr. Umar Johnson can call the YouTubian life coaches beta males, and he has nothing to really show how these men are beta males because one thing that an alpha male does is that he checks everybody in his party, in his company. He checks everybody. And the alpha male is very selective about who he picks to be his alpha female. 
what makes an alpha female an alpha female is the alpha male. Now, some women may disagree with me. They may catch an attitude. Nah, nah, I'm a boss, bitch. I'm an alpha male. I'm this, I'm that. I got this, I got that. But if you are so much of an alpha male, I mean, alpha, of an alpha female, where is your alpha male at? Because an alpha male is an alpha male without an alpha female. But an alpha female is always an alpha female when she has an alpha male. And once she has an alpha male, that is her alpha male for life. And even if he dies prematurely, then she has the privilege of picking the next alpha male or grooming the next alpha male off of the standards that her alpha male set forth. See, Dr. Umar Johnson does not understand what the hell he's talking about. And for those of you who do not understand who Dr. Umar Johnson is, Dr. Umar Johnson is pretty much a pan-African fraudster. This and yes, he does have or alleged it is alleged because I did find one of his dissertations for his for his Ph.D. online and his Ph.D. is titled The Relationship Between Self-Concept and Academic Achievement, African-American Middle School Students and Correctional, a Correctional Study. See, but Dr. Umar Johnson has been pimping this whole Pan-African and he spells Africa with a K and not a C, which is weird. But he spells it. I mean, but he's been touting that he's been he's been working on this school for specifically boys. And in his. In his whole his school wants to cover uh, his school will teach the six key sciences of economic, financial science, dietary, nutritional science, which is probably the same thing. Uh, the science of community and family, political science, spiritual science, and the science of being a man. But Dr. Umar Johnson wants to tear down black men and prop up the black woman. There's several clips and MTR actually caught it where Dr. Umar Johnson, like I said, calls black women queens and goddesses and does not provide the criteria. First of all, as someone who prescribes to the Holy Bible, I will not call anyone a god or a goddess because that is propping them up above myself and above the one true God. So, but I understand everybody has their own spiritual and religious views and doctrines however for most people who are of the abrahamic faiths the 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 sects of judaism christianity and islam who defer to the 10 commandments thou shalt have no other gods above god by calling someone a god or a goddess you are putting them on that same playing field and you are deifying them now one thing about a deity especially in the 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 concept where we get it from the holy bible a god is supposed to be perfect so how can you call someone a god or a goddess and they are flawed even yeshua who came to earth who came in the in the form of a man did not sin, which makes him by far the most perfect human being ever. Even Adam sinned. So, but that is for, you know, people who ascribe to the Abrahamic faith. But Dr. Umar Johnson is specifically calling out Kevin Samuels in his 24-minute rant, which I'm not going to play all of it. But one thing that caught my attention was his his Oswald Bates like commentary. Do you secrete a reading dysfunction? Do you have problems putting your words in a colostomy bag? That's why I've cremated this new program called Book on Fines. I'll teach you how to testiculate my way. To computate how it works, I will intersex with a perverted deviant by using one of my own penal implants. Shout out to Damian Wayans for Oswald Bates. But yeah, they literally, you just heard Dr. Umar Johnson say that. Talk about those who overstand, understand, but do not, you know, all, what the hell is that? 
like you're just throwing in words to make yourself sound intelligent. And then he's talking about, that's why I'm working on my book. And he repeats himself thir- three times. That's why I'm working on my book. That's why I'm working on my book. Dude, you just Oswald Bates yourself. Come on now, play it. And this is someone who's been working on this whole Frederick Douglass, and, and he called Marcus Garvey the Messiah, but school for boys in Delaware. But And now, uh, well, uh, he, it appears that he had bought a school, but he says it's open, but it doesn't look open. How is the school going to be open and it's still got wood on the windows? It's still got graffiti inside the halls. Like, so to me, that if you think this is the quality of institution that you think that our black boys internationally should defer to, uh, I think you're selling us a very small bag of goods. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody worried about that. What's going on YouTube, man? Sorry. Another thing had propped up, but... Yeah, Dr. Umar Johnson has decided to arise from the taint of hell. You know, he's been trying very hard to keep himself relevant, whereas the likes of Kevin Samuels, uh, MTR, um, you know, he's been he's gotten into it with Tommy Sotomayor, um, you know, uh, Steve the Dean and whole slew of people. Minister Jap, these men who actually hold people accountable. You know, and, and, and yes, I, I, on some degree, I do agree with him to a very small degree. Like men should not be, sl- be bashing women, slandering women and all this other stuff. However, men should be allowed to tell the truth. And what Dr. Umar Johnson is requesting is that men should not tell the truth. Men should defer to black women. And if you do, if you do speak out, if you do speak up, if you do hold the black queen, the goddess, the mother of all men accountable, you are in fact a beta male. Beta. But how is it a, how, how are you a beta male if you're calling out what you're seeing? So Kevin Samuels again, someone who is not a life coach, someone who is a image consultant who only talks about the high value man. He doesn't talk about all men. He talks about high value men. And I understand how it's intellectually easy to conflate high value versus every Joe Schmo, Tom, Dick, and Harry. But Kevin Samuels actually puts standards on what qualifies someone to be a high value man. But most people only qualify high value men as someone who has who generates six figures annually or who is paid six figures annually however kevin samuel says just because you make six figures does not make you high value that just makes you highly paid and he says that high value also comes with a network of people who can also validate you it has to be linkedin um linkedin identified So people have been taking Kevin Samuel's word out of context and trying to espouse it to all men. See, I myself, I am not a high value man and I have no problem with that. I am a decently paid man in the region of the United States that I live in. And I I am well paid. But I, to the standards that Kevin Samuels has set, I am not there. And that's fine. I, I am perfectly fine with that because I can, life goes on. I can keep building my network. My network right now is relatively small versus Kevin Samuels. I don't have men like Kevin Samuels in my network. I don't. I have regular people. I do have people who who know those people, but I do not know those people. So I do not qualify, which is perfectly fine with. But the women who call Kevin Samuel's show, they they want men that are like myself, men that make six figures. However, the way I make six figures is not the way that they want someone to make six figures. They want someone to be like a CEO and all this other stuff, a lawyer, doctor, whatever, a very white collar type dude who makes six figures. However, I got a, I'm, I'm more of a blue collar six figure guy. You know, I actually work for a living. I mean, which is fine. 
No shade to anybody. I don't shade anybody on any way how they get their money as long as it's legal. But the women who call Kevin Samuel's show, they want the CEOs, the CTOs. They want these acronym, you know, positions. That's what they want. They don't want a guy who's just a regular cog in the system who just so happens to make a lot of money. They don't want that. That's not the men that they're talking about. And when Kevin Samuels breaks it down for them, nine times out of ten, the type of six figures that they're talking about is 300 plus. I don't make no 300 plus. I barely make six figures. But that's but those but that's the the men that these women are saying. Uh MTR, he he does a very good job at at taking clips of women and saying what they want and pretty much in comparing it to to the type of dudes that they deal with. Um, fresh and fit. They do the same thing where they, they just had a show where they had a whole bunch of only fans models talking about how everybody wants these CEO type dudes. And what they don't understand is if one women out pop, outnumber men, they just do. And if all these women from a wide spectrum, as we see on Kevin Samuel's show, these are women who are above childbearing years at their childbearing prime or who are good looking but not but they're not very affluent or they're they don't put themselves in the circles where these men are they just think these men are just gonna pop up and find them or you have these average women the average at best women which is fine or they have the women who are below average all these women want this acronym ceo cto cfo type dude and to be honest, a lot of CEOs don't really make a lot of money, especially if it is a self-built company. A lot of these guys don't make a lot of money, but they but they have this idea from the media. And Dr. Umar Johnson is sitting here saying, you know, that, oh, why should you let a man validate you? A man should be validating women. If more men validated women, there would be less out of wedlock childbirth less if more men validated women the way that men should however we created a society where it is bad and frowned upon for a man to validate and check a woman now that does not make me sexist you may disagree but it's true you would not have the the levels of bastard children especially in the in the black community but now it's gone far beyond us it's in almost virtually virtually in almost every community and the asian communities are starting to get up there as well at first you had 80 percent of black uh, black people were married back in the day back when america was not so friendly to us you had more black marriages in more racially tense time periods, Jim Crow, slavery, post-slavery, you had more black families than you do now. When in a time where we have more black men and women in schools, you have more black men and women who are, excuse me, who are educated, who make a substantial or considerable amount of money, or at least enough to take care of themselves as an individual. We don't now we are it's flipped. We are now 75 to 80 percent in out of wedlock childbirths at a time where we were the leading group of marriages. We are now the least married and we were beating out as the whites. And now whites and and blacks are now almost equal in out of wedlock childbirths. Now, people are trying to say, well, you shouldn't have to be married to have a child. No, I think you should. Because we've been seeing in over the last 40, 50 years what out-of-wedlock childbirths has been doing, especially to our community, the black community. So Dr. Umar Johnson is upset that now you have men who are speaking up and speaking out about the behaviors of our women and... Now they're condemning these behaviors 
and they are explaining to women why these behaviors and these mentalities do not work in their favor or in the favor of their children and our community as a whole. Now, I am a child that was born out of wedlock. I have no problems talking about it. It is hard when you grow up as a child in a split household. It is hard when your parents were never married and they decide to split. Whatever their reasons are, I'm not going to get into that. You are born into an already fractured situation. But now on top of that, what Dr. Umar Johnson does not, because Dr. Umar Johnson, one of his things is he always wants to put, he wants to use whiteness as the scapegoat for all of black woes. That everything bad that happens in the, in the black community is the white man's fault. And it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. Because as someone who grew up in a predominantly black community, I barely saw a white face until I got into the military. Majority of my of my upbringing was black. I went to a 90% black school where the minority was the white kids. And out of all the white kids, most of them came from married households. Most of us in a black dominant school came from fractured homes. But that's not that's not the school's fault. I'm just using that to show you even when blacks, when we are the majority in our community, even though we are the minority nationally in our communities, we are the majority. You go to any black urbanized area and you will not see a white face. You just won't. The very few faces that you'll see is a white cop or someone just driving through. Now, once you go down south or in my state of Maryland, once you go further south, most of the whites that you see are typically living in the same economic status as those black people, whether they're being affluent or poor. The middle school that I went to was 60-40 black and white, black still being the majority. But in high school, blacks were the majority. Majority of my teachers were black. Middle school, 50%, about 50-50, black and white. So my impact or the influence that white America has had on me as a child is is very minimal. So I grew up in a black dominant environment and most of my peers grew up in a black dominant environment. And the sad part is most of my peers still claim white supremacy is the is the leading contributor to all of our woes, even though you don't really have any interactions with whites, thus creating this racist boogeyman of racism that somehow is still lurking around. Is there racism? Yes, there is still racism in America. I will never deny that because as long as man is in a fallen state, man will always be corruptible by whatever device the, the, the accuser needs. So, but Dr. Umar Johnson is sitting here saying that where in one hand he is, he is condemning black men or these black beta male YouTubers And then he's giving the black woman a way out saying it's not your fault because you are still dealing with that little girl inside of you while not addressing the black men who had to deal with these black mothers growing up. So Dr. Umar Johnson, I suggest that you use your doctor or find your foot and remove it from your mouth because Even though you may come out here with your Oswald Bate type style of communication, you are making yourself look very dumb when when you have men like Kevin Samuels and all the and the likes coming out explaining to black women why they are losing in the relationship department. And. The issue is we now have a culture where we prop up femininity. And we tell women it's okay to be masculine, that you should be masculine. 
we have a society now that is destroying both, both femininity and masculinity, where society is telling men to be more feminine and for women to be more masculine while not using those words. Our society is telling black women that they should postpone motherhood, wifehood, and put off finding a husband until later in life when they're more in danger of suffering the emotional and physical harms of late-term childbearing. They're not telling women that you should go to, if you do go to college, you should find a husband at the same time. They're not telling women that. They're telling these women that you should go get a degree, get into debt, suffer, because the system only cares about your tax dollars. The system does not care about your happiness, your livelihood, your longevity. The system only cares about what you can feed into it. So what benefit is it for the system for women to stay home, find a good husband, be a homemaker, be a Proverbs 31 type woman? And for those of you, and I'm going to pull as I pull this up because I just kind of came up with this on the spot. But a lot of. A lot of society is telling. Is telling women that. That it is okay to forego what really makes women happy. That your 20s should be used as a whole phase where. You can operate like a man, collect, collect bodies, which ultimately hurt your pair bonding skills. A lot of women today do not know how to pair bond. And then, as I said, in the, as I, as you guys will see in the next episode, the buck breaking episode, these women are creating these broken men who also who also contribute to a lot of our communal woes. These So in actuality, while yes, should we hold men accountable? Yes, and a lot of men are. I know I do. But giving women an out is not the answer. Telling women that you should find a, or making it okay and telling these women that they should all compete for this minority of men. These men who make in the two to 300 range out the gate is what's causing these women of all races, but preferably black women in this conversation that you should all compete for this kind of man. That black women should compete for the minority within the minority within the minority. And when I say the minority of the minority of the minority, black women who outnumber black men all want a black man. But not only do they want a black man, they want a black man who makes the money that they want to make. So one, being black, a minority. Two, being a man, a minority. Three, income, making him a minority. And that women should compete for these men. And... But be but in the same light, and this goes to credit for Kevin Samuels. These women also want these black men to be faithful, or to not cheat or exercise their options, as he talked about in one of his episodes. Because not only do you want the minority of the minority of the minority, this man also has options. So, one, not every black woman will get a black man Two, not every black woman will get a black man with money. So again, you want to find and, and, and in, in Kevin Samuels, and that, this is where you have to read in between the lines of what Kevin Samuels is saying. He is saying you should date someone in your lane. If you are average at best, Find a man who is average 
at best. You are more likely to find happiness in someone in your own lane versus one, you have to deal with the heartache and the headache of finding a man who is outside of your lane. Then requesting that that man not exercise his options because one, he's the one that's providing the lifestyle for you that you enjoy. So you're not even coming into the relationship genuine because you're, you want the relationship for what he can give you. That's your qualifier. So you don't even care about happiness. You care about material. But you don't even qualify in the looks department, the attitude department, or the femininity department. You don't qualify for how to, one, even have this man, and two, to even keep this man. So these women who call into shows like Kevin Samuels and MTR and all this other stuff, these women, they want to have a black, good-looking, rich, successful man who is also faithful. Sounds to me like if you took out the rich part, you can find a man who is decent-looking or good-looking who will be faithful to you. And here's one thing about uh, that... For those of you who have not been been following the Bible series, I, I've been following it very, very closely. We just finished up Genesis. One thing that I noticed about the Bible, they did not talk about love until they talked about Isaac and Jacob. They talked about duty. Love was the icing on top of the cake, but the marriage and the duty of the marriage was the cake. And the one thing that these women don't, understand about lifehood or life in general is that one day your looks will fade and you and the life that you lived before your elder years will play heavily on your status as a woman and your livelihood in your elder years. These women don't seem to understand that. A lot of men don't even seem to understand that because, and Kevin Samuels also talked about this as well, where men need to have dick control. And this is one thing that I've been preaching as well. Have some discipline and some control over your life. A woman who commands respect is a woman who has dignity and femininity. There is power in your femininity. There is not power in how you look because, again, your looks will fade. You will get old and you will get unattractive. But what will keep that man in that relationship is the relationship that you forge with him, i.e. the love. And love is something that you have to work at. But these women want to sit here and find love But then they don't want to marry, but then they'll give up their most prized possession, their womb, to someone that they don't love. I am a product of that. Now, I love both of my parents. However, my parents did not love each other. They were like most people. They were in a relationship. They were trying to figure it out. And then they had a oops. And I am the oops. Which is fine. It is fine because... A lot of us are oops, but in this day and age where we have technology and education and all this other stuff, we could limit how many oops that we have. Or if you do have an oops, at least be married when you have an oops. And in marriage, you bind yourself to that person. So... I just, I what I have here is Proverbs thirty one ten. We'll end up getting to it eventually in the Bible series, but I do wanna I do wanna talk about this on this episode because this is what men want, and it's titled, um, the epilogue, the wife of noble character. And this is this is not coming out of the TLV version. Um, this is out of the NIV, the New International Version. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking it up on Bible Gateway. It was the first one that popped up. I don't want to sit here and, and dive into all these translations. But uh, it is Proverbs 31, verse 10, and it begins, 
a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Her arms are strong for her task. She she sees that her trade is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds uh, the, the staff and grabs the spindle in her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes covering for her bed, and she, clothed, and she is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gates, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and she and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she lasts at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. This is what men want. This is what the men are sitting here telling the women that they are not. And as it says here in verse 29, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Just because you do noble things does not make you a noble person. These women out here are are eating from the bread of idleness because they think that these men should just pop out from the sky and sweep them off their feet because they are quote unquote attractive. But it also says here charm and deceptive charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. So it is sitting here saying that your beauty will not will not last. It will not stay there. But Dr. Umar Johnson wants to sit here and call black women queens and goddesses for what? A lot of women don't speak wisdom and wisdom does not come from having an education. A lot of women don't have faithful instructions on their tongue when they talk to other women because they're sitting here telling these women that they should go out, enjoy their 20s, have hot girls summer and hook up with all the Brad, Chad's and Tyrone's and all those other dudes and collect up bodies, which make them which makes it harder and harder for her to pair bond. These women don't even clothe their men. These women are oftentimes embarrassments in the communities. And men, and what it says here is that, uh, let me find the verse. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. A lot of time men nowadays look at women as if they're children. Because all these women talk about are their wants and their needs. This woman isn't sitting here. This Proverbs 31.10 woman is not sitting here talking about her wants or her needs. She is talking about her household, her family, her business. And she's also loving and giving and kind. A lot of these women aren't kind nowadays. And it also says here in verse 23, her husband is respected at the gates of the city where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. A lot of these men who are messing with these women and putting babies in them, these women are an embarrassment. This is where Kevin Samuels likes to talk about the feminine and fit. A lot of these women aren't fit. They let themselves go. They are lazy. They don't look good. They don't speak good. They don't do good. We don't. And the men that are sitting at the gate, our elders of the land, are becoming fewer and fewer. 
And men actually judge other men off of the quality of their women. That is something that women don't understand. That is something that a lot of men nowadays don't understand. A man is judged not only by the work that he does, by what he can also produce, but the woman that he has at home. If he has a lazy bitch at home, men will judge him for it. Men will not trust him for it. If you have a woman who is a cackling, naggling harpy, men will not trust you. Men will not like you. If your wife is cool, calm, feminine, and assertive in a respectful manner, men will respect you. We have to bring back a lot of these Old Testament ways because a lot of this new age stuff does not work. See, one thing that in the Bible, a lot of people get the Bible twisted because they talk about how the Bible actually uh, makes women docile and and makes women more something to walk on. Proverbs 31.10 doesn't say anything of the sort. As we sat here and we covered in Genesis, Sarah actually had a lot to say. Rachel had a lot to say. Rachel was a shepherd. That's how she met Isaac. We don't know the history of Sarah too much, but Sarah was the one who cared so much about her husband's legacy that she gave her female servant to him and disregarded her own feelings about it because she cared more about his legacy. Because at least she understood if that was his legacy, it will be my legacy. These women don't see their legacy in these men. These women see their legacy in only what they can produce. And what you can produce as a woman is very short because even when a man dies, a man is still producing for you, especially if he is a good man. If he is a legacy minded man. A lot of these women don't deal with legacy minded men. They deal with at the moment type dudes. See, it is okay for men to deal with at the moment type women because that's what you are at the moment. But it is not okay for women to deal with at the moment dudes because they have more at stake with at the moment type dudes. We see women who get into these relationships with at the moment type dudes and have at the moment type kids who end up trying to get at the moment type money from these out at the moment type dudes who end up getting married and having full functioning and healthy families with someone who is better than you. Whereas you are still clamoring for this man and you still have issues with paired bonding. So Dr. Umar Johnson, as you're sitting here calling these YouTubian life coaches, beta males, these beta males are actually saying some alpha shit. So it sounds to me, you are the actual beta male because what have you produced with your career? Nothing. And I believe Dr. Umar Johnson have out of wedlock kids too. So, (sighs) again, there's a new age on the horizon where men are getting tired of women's shit and men are starting to speak up. And the, now there's be, there's going to become, there's going to be some infighting amongst men because the men who are in control, these beta male men who never, who were, who adopted what they had off of the back of the, of the warrior Kings. These men don't know how to fight wars. They don't know how to, win battles because they've never been battle tested. These were men who stepped into their positions who never earned it. Now you can say doctor, well, he's a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor, but doctor of what a doctor of psychology where his license has just got revoked. He's been talking about for years that he's trying to make a school where he's been taking embezzling money from people. And now the type of school that he gives us, looks more like a prison. And then he wants to say it's an international school, even though it's in Delaware. So he wants men all around in, in, in uh, 
New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland to go to, as well as men in Africa. But these men, it doesn't do anything if we don't talk about women as well. For over the last, as long as I've been alive, all we've been doing is talking about the black man this, the black man that, the black man this. And we've never really looked until now at the black women. There have been whispers, there have been discussions and debates about the black woman back in the 80s with uh, Shahrazad Ali, where she talked about the power and dignity of being a wife. But these women today don't want to be wives. These women want to put off wifehood. These women don't understand how short life is. Men understand how short life is. Men are given nothing while society has safety nets for women. So what is Edmo's remedy? Well, I'm going to first address black men or men in general, but primarily black men because our community is suffering. You have to be a man of dignity and you have to have dick control. It's not good enough anymore to just sideline women and, and have a rotation and all this other stuff. If you want to have a rotation, hey, by all means, do what you can handle if you're a single man. But at the same time, you need to have a standard in mind of what you want your wife to be. Because a lot of men don't have standards for who the mother of their children is. And my first standard was, I want the mother of my children to be my wife. That is standard number one. Before I bring, you must love your children enough before you even have them. And like the quote in Harry Potter, (laughs) this was a funny quote, but it stuck with me for so long. It was, uh, I think it was Harry Potter... Uh, was it, I think it was, uh, Chamber of Secrets when his aunt came in, well, his, uh, his uncle's sister came in and she says, if there's a problem with the, if there's a problem with the bitch, there's a problem with the pup. Let me see if I can find that. But a lot of these women, a lot of these men are just picking anything women. Fine. If you want to fill your time with these anytime with these anytime women and all this other stuff, fine. But you also got to play smart. However, women, you have to be selective. And if women are selective, these women will not fall into the rotation uh, into the rotation of these men. Sorry. Uh. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, they're not showing the they're not showing the the video. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Nah, that's all right. I'll find it later. But um, but yeah, that, like that's these women have to become women of noble character. And I understand that these women have a disadvantage because they were birthed to these they were birthed from women who do not understand what it what it means to be a wife, even though there are a lot of wives out here that don't understand what it's like to be a wife. So these women have to start from somewhere. They have to they have to seek counsel, wise counsel from women who are Proverbs 31 type women. And the women that are Proverbs 31 type women aren't the women at the nightclubs. There aren't the women shaking their ass. They are the women who still look attractive and they're all covered up. When they walk into a room, they command respect. And that ain't no Kamala Harris either. And the reason why I say that is women want to look to the likes of Kamala Harris. However, Kamala Harris got to where she is on her backside. So now, and if you look, and especially as men, look, and I'm going to use Kamala Harris, Look at the type of lifestyle that Kamala Harris has with her husband. Do you want to be called the second husband? Do you want to be called, you know, do do you like, come on now. And any real man, any real man will sit here 
and and will be proud of his wife's accomplishments, but don't know real man is going to sit here and take a back seat to his woman. A woman can still achieve everything that she wants while not trying to diminish her man. But the biggest accomplishment that women need to take and try to achieve is a wifehood status and a motherhood status. You have the rest of your life to build a career. But you only have a short amount of time to be a successful mother. So in, so stop telling these girls, wait until they're in their 30s to begin to learn how to pair bond. Men, if you have daughters, teach your daughters what they should be as a wife. Teach them the power of their femininity. Teach them how to pick a good man and try to mirror the type of man that you want your daughter to be with, even if you weren't that your entire life. So Dr. Umar Johnson and men like him stop calling women queens and goddesses when they have nothing to show for it because a God or goddess is perfect. Humans are not perfect. And there's only a select few women in history who have ever been queens and really, really do your research on queens too. Women need to understand the game of chess. While the queen is the most powerful piece on the board, the game doesn't stop until the king is taken out. So your sole job, you have power. The reason why the queen has the most power is because she stands closest to the king. You need to learn how to exercise your power in defending your king and his legacy. Your man and his legacy. If you want the type of lifestyle that a lot of these women talk about, you can have it. You just got to be smart about it. Go to college. Find a husband. Build with that man. Help him achieve what he needs. Because in helping him achieve what he needs, you'll get what you need. And when you get what you need, you'll get what you want. Don't listen to someone like Dr. Umar Johnson, who's been sitting here talking about he wants to make a school for boys. And then he gives us a gymnasium that's filled with graffiti and trash and it's boarded up with wood and stuff. Or the likes of a LeBron James, who's talking about, oh, I want to give a school, but it's a public school. And therefore, the public school system is in control of it. But it's for me to embezzle my money or to offload some of my money. Stop listening to these men. Don't listen to them at all. Listen to your husband. Find a husband first. Listen to your father. And if you don't find a a father, adopt one. Find a man who's going to direct you in the right station in life, who will tell you what you should be doing as a woman. And if a man is going to sit here and tell you that you need to get you need to sit here and do this and do that because you never know that what a man going to do and yada yada yada. First of all, remember women, you pick the man that you settle down with. When that man presents himself, you your only choice is to say yay or nay. But women can also vet the men that they want to be their husbands as well. The same way men vet the women that they want to be their wives. So in that, I will see you guys later. Peace out.